This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube stream worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on January 9th, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 3. Glory to you, O Lord. The baptism of Jesus. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not I'm not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized, and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened And the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you you people who have not only been baptized in the name of Christ, but in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that you've been gifted the Spirit. God has blessed you to become children of God. You are redeemed. Please be seated. From the Isaiah text, the first three verses. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. The world had been drowning in sin, and the first judgment of God to cleanse the world was a great flood. Noah and his family were saved through the trusting, their trusting in God's provision. God said never again he would flood the earth, but the need to drown all evil still remained. Evil later raised its head by the enslavement of God's people in Egypt, the place where they'd first been welcomed as guests, through Joseph inviting his family to a place of refuge. But now they were enslaved Later, in an attempt to control the threat of an increasing slave population, Pharaoh commanded that every Hebrew boy child be thrown into the river Nile. Pharaoh's intent was definitely death, not life. God rescued Moses from the waters, causing his little ark-like basket to be drawn up by none other than the daughter of Pharaoh. And God planned for Moses to be nurtured and educated at the expense of Pharaoh. Not only did Moses' mother get to care for him, she was also paid for the privilege. 
God worked in remarkable ways at that time. God seemed to toy with Pharaoh, who gave himself a godlike appearance, but who, like his magicians, could only produce the illusion of power. His was a faint imitation of God's true power, true power that was being displayed in the ten plagues. Moses would eventually lead the Hebrew slaves out of the captivity of Egypt. And they did so carrying much gold. The Egyptians were pleased to get rid of them. The way of escape to freedom was through God's request that they be released to come and worship him. And as they fled the chasing Egyptian army, God made a way for them through the waters. Waters of the Reed Sea, which gave way to give life to his people, also meant death to their pursuers. For the might of Pharaoh, his chariots and armies that enforced the evil of his false rule were drowned. Through the same waters, God saved his people. This is what God was reminding the people of as they languished in Babylon in exile. Through the prophet Isaiah, he said, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Despite the trials of their 70-year exile in Babylon and having seen the temple and most of the city of Jerusalem set on fire, God said to them, I have redeemed you. I have saved and will save. God does not abandon those whom he has redeemed. Those he has called by name may suffer his discipline and the consequences of their neglecting him But they have a sure future because he has already redeemed them and called them by name. Like Moses and the Hebrew slaves, we too are people who are drawn out of the water. In the water of our baptism, we get immersed into God's redemptive plans and purposes for us. He frees us from bondage and guides us to his promised land. No matter how deep the waters we pass through in life, the water of baptism means we are deep within God's plans for us. He has redeemed us. And we are not to fear being abandoned by him. As the Israelites could and were encouraged every year through the celebration of the Passover to look back at the events of their exodus from slavery, we too have a historical event which we are called to look back on daily. The event of God calling us by name and redeeming us personally in our baptism. Our lives are plunged, they have been plunged and continue to be plunged under the life of Jesus. Even our death is plunged into the death and resurrection of Jesus and transformed into an eternal life. Again, Isaiah 43 expresses God's promise for all he loves, all the people he draws out of the water. People from everywhere that he has given his name to. This time 
our means of rescue is the cross. Just as the rainbow was given as a sign of God's promise, so too we have been given another sign to give us confidence in his mercy and plans to put all things right in the giving of his Son, the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and his ascension to the right hand of the Father. God comes to our hearts, but he also draws us to his own heart in a, an eternal relationship. He has redeemed us, and we are not to fear, for that relationship will continue despite COVID, despite any disappointments or losses in life. These signs are present in the ritual of baptism whereby not only are we washed by water but through the declaration of God we are made holy through the blood of Christ that is his suffering and death and through God's declaration of the righteousness of Christ in his perfect sinless obedience obedience that even took him to the waters of the Jordan to share in a baptism of repentance on our behalf. He had no sin to repent, but he perfectly obeyed the Father in all things. And we are raised with him to new life, a life of everlasting blessedness as God's children, his redeemed ones. In baptism, our lives are bound to the historical events of God's plan of salvation that plan that we celebrated on Christmas Day, that journey Christ took and the one that he invites us on, we look back and confess his redeeming works. Baptism saves us by the triune name, which, has been, which is God's work in Christ placed upon us, by the giving of the Holy Spirit and by the powerful grace-filled word of God. We are redeemed. We have been redeemed. So what have we to fear? Jesus is the pioneer of our faith. His perfect obedience, his baptism, his life and suffering and death on our behalf has opened up our way to the Father. Yes, there will be storms and floods, fire, struggle, loss, and perhaps even persecutions. But nothing will separate us from the love of God, the love of our Redeemer, for God's promise is sure. He has redeemed and called us by name. And passing through the waters, we have already journeyed from death into life. And so may we continue to celebrate that life and also share it with others to the glory of God our Father. Amen. Amen.